1: M. Shannon Hernandez and Amy Hager are all about that joy in life and biz. And this duo is specifically known around the globe for their joyful marketing strategies, including the content personality wheel. They specialize in teaching their clients how to create values-driven, organic marketing, oozing with integrity so that they can call in their perfect fit clients with a simple, sustainable, and joyful marketing plan.
0: Now, Shannon is the founder of Joyful Business Revolution, the co-founder of the Content Personality Club, and a sought-after expert in the world of marketing and business strategy. She has been called the queen of organic marketing, growing nearly a $1 million a year brand with zero ad spend and high profitability. Her expertise has been featured on CBS, ABC, Fox, and NBC. She has over 25 years in award-winning curriculum design, working with both the NFL and U.S. military, and she is a master trainer and teacher.
1: Amy, a true marketer and community builder at heart and co-founder of the Content Personality Club, helps clients apply simple strategies for increased revenue and productivity. When this dynamic duo is not working with their clients, you'll find them funding projects that impact the world and its people, visiting wineries, and traveling the world. We are so excited to have you both on this podcast, and this is a record for us. We've got four people on this podcast, so this is going to be fun. Welcome, Shannon and
2: Amy.
3: Thank you for having us. This is Shannon.
2: (laughs) And this is Amy. (laughs) This will be good.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun. So we wanted to talk about all things joy and marketing and business. And one of the things that you guys are passionate about is mission-driven marketing. Can you tell us a little bit about how to create mission-driven marketing, how that's different from standard marketing?
3: Yes, I would love to start here. So um, I really think that mission-driven marketing matters more now than ever for businesses. And it's an opportunity for people to really grow Their marketing chops, if you will, and really work on that mission driven messaging. And, uh, you know, a great example of mission driven marketing is um, let's say you fund a project and part of your proceeds or part of your sales from your book or part of your sales from your programs or whatever it is that you're selling in your business, you actually take a percentage of those and you fund. Um, something that's important to you. And I think a lot of us do this. And in, in this particular brand, I call it business tithing. So we really try and give back in terms of putting money aside for scholarships. Um, that's one of our missions to help people who maybe can't afford the entire tuition to come and work with us to have a partial scholarship, but also we've worked with uh, organizations in Africa and different organizations that they were bringing fresh water or uh, fuel to people. And so when it's tied into your business, you know, this is what we say, you know, using your profits for purpose and, I think the opportunity for people is to talk about that. (laughs) It's one thing to be doing it. And it's a great thing to be doing it. But people want to get behind a mission. They want to get behind um, something bigger than themselves. And so um, we really help people understand, you know, if they do have kind of this mission, maybe it's a philanthropy, I can never say the word, it's a mission rooted in philanthropy, or it's a mission to reach X amount of people uh, through your book or through your podcast or whatever, that you're actively sharing that mission. And I think this is what really helps people stand out from everything else that's being said. And I really want people to embrace mission-driven marketing. It's been such a game changer for this brand, for sure, and the brands that we work with.
2: And I think just to add on to what you're saying, Shannon, is we have to remember people want to buy into your what you stand for and not necessarily what you sell. And so by diving into who you are and your why and not focused so heavily on the what you sell really allows you to stand out differently in the marketplace.
0: Those are important points that you guys are making here. And I love what you're standing for. And I think that this is we talk a lot about making an impact as well as making income because for us, that is our that's the purpose. We're impact uh oriented. That's our main mission. But we also understand we have to have the income in order to drive that impact and to grow it. And I love what you're talking about with this mission-driven marketing because so many women that we have talked to. They just don't love marketing, <laughs> right? They just are like, oh, marketing. I don't, you know, they, they are experts <laughs> at what they do, but marketing typically is not part of that. And so I think that mission-driven marketing really makes that so much more enjoyable. And then another thing I know you guys do is... um you teach people how to fall in love with your marketing. So
2: let's talk more about that. So I'll go ahead and jump in here on this one. I think the the one thing that we learned about marketing, whether you went to business school or whether you're just kind of jumping into it, is a lot of people feel like they have to be everywhere to be seen by everyone. You need more eyes on your stuff. And we really find when when people are marketing their businesses that way, they Develop a hate for marketing because they're doing so much, they're dedicating a lot of time for it, it's creating burnout. And we really want to tap into your strengths when it comes into marketing and allow you to let the rest go. And we do that through one of the five content personality types. And we have the content personality quiz so that you can discover what content personality type you are. And the five are live in person, written visual, video, and audio. And when you're allowing yourself to create your content by utilizing your strength in your content personality type and really delivering your message and delivering your mission and talking about your why that way instead of doing ways that don't align with you, it it creates that opportunity for you to fall in love with your marketing and really enjoy what you're doing and takes takes away that oh marketing's a chore or I'm not good at it so there is a little bit of a mindset shift that's going to happen with that but the first step really to falling in love with your marketing and your in your messaging is to tap into that content personality type
3: Yeah. And I would say as a follow-up, the second step, we just um, developed a resource uh, we'll be releasing soon called the Joyful Content Creation Framework. And we've actually identified six types of content uh, to include in your marketing. We call this your messaging ecosystem, right? And I like to kind of paint this example of we all can... Uh, visualize the ocean with the sun on it. If the sun goes away or the water goes away, the plankton dies and the animals die and it has this trickle-down effect. And so in our new resource, um, we're actually sharing with people the six types of content that make up this ecosystem. And I think a lot of people you know, they fall out of love with their marketing or they fall out of love with content creation because one, they're just coming to the blank page or they're like, I don't know what to say. Or I have said this a million times and it's like crickets. Is anyone listening to me? Um, and so we've spent the last couple of years really honing in on these six content frameworks that help people understand when you have this well-rounded messaging system in place, it is doing the heavy lifting of marketing and sales for you. And um, we're super excited about it. We've got a a lot of people actually in our content personality club, um, which is where we help with messaging and your content personality to really uh, revolutionize your content. We've just had some great successes there. So I think it's a combination of doing less, but doing it better, understanding your content personality, and getting help with frameworks that you can customize so you don't have to come to that blank page or try and do a podcast with a a halfway built script and kind of wing it along the way.
1: Yeah, I love what you two are saying because the frameworks are so key To, to have a guide so that you don't come up to a point where you now have to make more decisions. Because let's face it, as entrepreneurs and just people in the world, we are faced with so many decisions every single day. And if you come up without a plan and without a, a jumping off point, well, now you've just created more decisions for you in that day, that moment, in that week, You know, whatever you're doing. But it also becomes a chore. And that's, I think, why people don't they fall out of love with marketing, if they ever even were able to fall in love. And we like to say marketing is simply communication. And so when we think about the mission-driven marketing, and even if you're not doing the business tithing like you you explained, Shannon, which I love the way you, you talked about that, if you don't yet have a mission that you are funding that way, the it's still the mission of your business. You know, why did you get into business? Who do you help? You know, you come up with your content pillars and those help guide the way as well. So I love that you've created so many resources for people to actually be able to get into their personality and their marketing and get the guidance that they need so they can love it.
3: Yeah, and I also want to say you know, the content personality quiz has been around for about eight or nine years now. So it's super validated data (laughs) and tested. And we just find that, I mean, every day a new social media channel pops up, I'm sure I don't follow it because it's overwhelming to me, but the the less you do in terms of your marketing, but the better you do it is when you get the better results. And I think we live in a society, we've grown up in a, a society, you know, at least on this side of the world where we're more is better, more is better. And we're really trying to change that dialogue and shift that dialogue that you don't, what if you don't need more content? You just need to do it better. And what if you don't need more leads? You just need to get better at communicating with the ones that are already in your uh, ecosystem. And what if you don't need more sales calls, but you just got to get better at the messaging in that call. And it's really been so refreshing to a lot of people because we get people who are so burnt out. They've paid like the Instagram coach to post three times a day for 365 days and they have no clients, right? And I just don't understand some of this advice that's given out here to grow a business. And so we're just trying to help people find your strength, use your strength, which is your content personality to deliver your message. There are six types of content. Let's work on your message and let's help you build that business of your dreams that you've always dreamed about. Uh, That's awesome.
0: Amy, do you have any um, thing to add here on the falling in love with your marketing? Like, have you always been in love with your marketing?
2: Um, well, I would say because I, I don't know, because I love marketing, I love communicating and I love community building. I've never not been in love with, with it. But I will say when I am forced, and this is usually when I was working on nine to five. Um, When I was forced out of alignment, and I'm a live in-person content personality type, um, you can put me on a stage to literally talk about anything. I used to talk about legal construction contracts. Y'all, I didn't go to law school, and I haven't built really anything in my life, but I used to speak on stage about it. And it really just goes to show allowing me to tap into my content personality type is where I thrive. And I actually went to journalism school. And when I first started working at a publishing company, You know, I loved going out and doing the interviews and gathering the story information and having conversations. But I was always that reporter who got my story in past deadline or right at deadline. Like I thought, oh, I was just a procrastinator and I work better under pressure and all these other things that, you know, we tell ourselves. And when I really, when I uncovered my content personality type is live in person, I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense why when I went to sit down to write those stories, It really never happened. And, you know, even Shannon's story of how she had to tap into her content personality type, Shannon's a great writer and she loves writing, but Shannon's content personality type is live in person. And she was fighting it for the longest time and really trying to rely on her written pieces to create that energetic alignment and engagement with her audience to then enroll them into working with her. And it just, it was falling flat. And when she finally tapped into her live in-person content personality type and she really tapped into her teaching ability, that's where she saw her business shift and soar. She still loves writing. She journals all the time. She writes on her art. Like she's still in her hearts of hearts of writer, but really the content personality type allows you to communicate your in your strong, the strongest way And, um, and sometimes it's just not super obvious and other times it is super obvious. So it is kind of neat to see when people uncover what their content personality type is, but then also embrace it.
3: Yeah. And I want to build on that because I know, um, you two are a a duo team and Amy and I are a duo team and I think it's super fun. And so a lot of the times we get asked the question, well, if Shannon's live in person and Amy's live in person, like, why don't we have a, a more balanced team? In terms of the content personality. And the fact of the matter is, Amy is an extrovert who loves community building, and so she does sales. <sighs> That is her job, right? And she does the community curation and the community aspect. She also teaches um, a lot of the group sessions in our programming. Um, Whereas I, on the other hand, am an introvert. I love getting on a stage speaking and then kind of drifting into the crowd, letting people kind of come to me um, if they want more information or um, coming up with the vision for the company of where... We're going and then giving that vision to the other people on our team who are very different content personalities. So, we've used the content personality to not only leverage our strengths for the growth that we've seen the past couple of years, but also to have this well rounded team in terms of I've got somebody that's a visual doing graphics, I've got somebody that's an audio that does the client care and the customer care in case she needs to get on a phone with somebody. And, you know, the list could go on and on. So, I think, um, you know, if we're going to talk about a business success, understanding that just like there's human design, there's Myers-Briggs, there's uh, the five love languages. You also have an innate way to build your team, to build your business and to, to create your marketing that's going to do its job. And I really think the sooner people will find it out, the better off they're going to be.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that you have a tool quizzes are so awesome anyway, but I love that it's time tested, right? You've put in a lot and you've refined it over the years. One question that we maybe should have asked in the beginning, because we love talking to some to another company that has two people, (laughs) two people in it. How did you two meet? How did you get together to to be working together? Tell us a little bit about your connection story. (laughs)
2: I'm going to tell it because it's funnier coming from me. Um, I put Shannon in a quarter at a conference is how we met. So um, back in the day when Shannon first started her business, she was more focused on blog writing and teaching people how to write content. And um, she also had and still has this crazy idea that she maybe wants to own a bed and breakfast someday. And so Shannon decided to go to the New Jersey Bed and Breakfast Association where she lives and offer to teach them blog writing. Well, I'm in Virginia. I'm the executive director of the Bed and Breakfast Association here in Virginia. And I hear about this woman who is just rocking teaching blog writing in New Jersey. So I had her come down. But my board was like, well, she's never been in in keeping. She's actually, you know, not in travel and tourism. We really, we don't think her session's going to be that great, but we'll just let her come anyways. We're going to put her in the last session, the smallest room in the corner of the conference center. And so Shannon's kicking off. I've got other breakouts happening at the same time. And then all of a sudden my phone is ringing because they have ran out of chairs in Shannon's room and people are standing in the hallways and it is now a fire code issue because there are so many people in this room and in the hallway. (laughs) <laughs> so um so we really met that way and from there I started utilizing the content personality wheel to build out my own sales and marketing teams within the nonprofit space and to really then teach all of these innkeepers of how to market their small businesses and really tap into their innate gifts. And so um, we we started our relationship that way. And then when I decided it was time to get out of the nonprofit space and having board members for bosses just was no longer my jam, I reached out to Shannon and was like, hey, I've I've been utilizing your stuff for a while. I've been in your community. I had enrolled in um one of our programs at the time. And I saw that there was a need for someone else on her team. Like you, you could tell she had expanded the business as far as it could go on her own. And um we we took off from there. She put me through a, a fun interviewing process. I enjoyed it. And from there, it's we really haven't turned back. And we we came up with the joyful business revolution a little over a year and a half ago because we knew we needed to have something that really represented what we were doing here in this in this business.
3: Yeah. I also need to back up for one minute. So you know the movie, um, oh God, it's with Patrick Swayze. Anyway, they say don't- put Dirty baby. Dancing. <laughs> Thank you. Dirty Dancing. They say don't put baby in the corner. That's yeah. what I don't put Shannon in the corner at a conference because- uh, that thing's gonna spill out and create a fire co- fire code problem. Um, but the interesting thing was is the next year they brought me back as a keynote. <laughs> and that's awesome. I, I like earned my 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 space, I guess, on the stage. Um, but yeah it's been really fun. You know, there's been a lot of uh, growing that's had to happen on my end as a leader on how to communicate. Um, we actually have a very small team and it wasn't always like that. I had too much team at one time. I didn't want to, it just, I don't know why, but looking back on it, you know, I have a salesperson that's Amy. Um, she also helps the coaching. I have a, um, a tech VA, his name's Lou. We call him our tech wizard and, Uh, client care, Jordan, and then we have somebody that does graphics when we need workbooks or graphics done. But we run this entire business super profitable, um, super joyful, super fun. And it allows us on this team to do all the things that we want to do outside of the business. And that's really what we're about in this brand is helping people understand, yes, you do need income. Yes, you do want to have impact. And don't we all just want to live our life to the fullest extent that we can with the time that we have left. And so we really put joy fuel at the front and center of everything we do from the team building to um, the marketing, to the communication, to the selling. And we are super excited for, for what's ahead. And it sure is fun. Maybe you two could chime in that, you know, it's so fun to have somebody to bounce ideas off and not be doing this thing alone. Yes.
0: Yes. It is a hundred percent. And it's a relief too, right? Because it's it's like, you feel like it's not all on me. <laughs> I've got someone who's got my back. Uh, Cause I, Carmen and I both ran our own businesses prior to our partnership. And, and I do remember like, it just felt like there was always this intense pressure all the time. I felt this pressure because let's face it. There's very few people who get what you're doing when you're an entrepreneur. Um, they they just you know most people in your life they just don't understand it and I had a I had a network of bu- you know people from my business past but they're also like you're a CPA why are you you know going into business for yourself like you're in a in a profession that you're supposed to stay until you die and so they don't get it so it it and it is it is so much more fun because I know Carmen and I will you know we you know, when you laugh with yourself, that's great. But when you can laugh at things that are happening with somebody else, it's even more fun.
1: Yeah, it it is. It is great. And it's also, you know, people need to realize that because sometimes people go and they'll say, well, there's two of you. And yes, there there's a benefit. And then there's the other side of it. There's two of us. So we have to be doubly profitable to be profitable for ourselves. Right. So it it's a complexity. And yes, we can both do different things, but we're also growing a different version of a business than a solopreneur. But what I love about what you were saying, Shannon, and I love the whole joy fuel thing is, you know, having the joy as like the centerpiece. So, how can you, for those solopreneurs who are out there listening, how can they add more joy and revenue to their business? How How do you guys teach people to do that?
3: Yeah, so I'll start here and then Amy can chime in. The very first thing we have every single person do is take their content personality, take their quiz and find their content personality because it is not fun to do marketing um, that is out of alignment. And so your content personality just naturally it, it does a lot of things. We have identified there's 151 ways to market your business. Well, if you take the quiz and we determine, you know, your score is written. Now there's 32 ways to market your business. So just think about not having to have so many choices, so many decisions. If you're a written content personality, you never have to do a video. You don't have to get on a podcast. Like there's so much permission there that we give people to do their marketing their own way, which actually increases the joy, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is um, we really have built a robust culture of joy here. And it starts with understanding your lifestyle values and what you value. And so I'm going to give a great example. Amy and I both value travel. Her number one lifestyle value is travel. It's number two or three on my list, depending on when I do the exercise. Um, And so we decided this year that we were going to do retreats. We were going to um, put Starting tomorrow, we have eight speaking engagements in the next six weeks. Amy will be on the West Coast. I will be on the East Coast. So we like gearing up for speaking season is what I'm calling it. But also, Amy and I were like, what would be really fun? We both love travel. We both love really good wine. We both love food. And so in December, we are actually going to Mexico to stay with a chef and do some planning for the new year for 2024, but also to really think about um, what this business gives us in terms of our joy. And we couldn't think of a better place than going to Mexico, doing planning, going to the markets, working with a chef and cooking and, and drinking some really good wine along the way. And I think people don't think, especially in the early days of growing a business, and it can get away from you if you're not careful as your business goes, grows as well. But in the very early days, you're just like hustling, grinding, trying to get that thing working. There's a huge learning curve. And as we know, a lot of businesses don't survive that, that early part. Um, But as you survive, and as your business grows, there has to be a point where you come back and say, why did I start this business? And I was a former public school teacher, I was not starting this business to not have money because I already did that as a teacher and to not have any time off because I already did that as a teacher. We don't really get summers off. All right. And I was not doing it. Um, you know, I could never travel as a teacher. I was bound to the the school calendar and when the kids were there. And if I was traveling, then I was traveling with all the kids across the nation who were traveling with their parents because everyone was off for the summer. So how can we get people to think about living the life they want to live right now That's your joy, that's your lifestyle values and building your business around that instead of flipping that script, which is usually what's done is, oh, I will have joy, I will travel, I will do this, I will do that once I get to X revenue or once I get to whatever. And so when people come into this uh, brand, Joyful Business Revolution as a client, the very first thing we do is dive into their values and dive into what brings them joy and start building everything um, around that. And we work with established business owners. So, you know, sometimes that means we have to undo some things (laughs) that (laughs) have not been sustainable for their joy or their energy. And I think the really cool
2: thing about establishing your lifestyle values and building your business from that place is, gosh, it just makes it so much easier to make decisions as you're going forward. And so, you know, we believe you have three to five lifestyle values. Every time you're making a decision about your business, you run that decision through those lifestyle values. And if it doesn't match up, it's so much easier to say no to. And, you know, right now there's an opportunity here locally in my community to do some business. And I'm on the fence because community building is something that is really important to me, but so is travel. If I take and work with this, I'm not gonna be able to just take off and go and be gone for three weeks teaching on the West Coast. And so by able by being able to run different opportunities and different business, business decisions through our lifestyle values, it really does make it a clear yes, a clear no, and really help with our decision-making process. And for those who end up working with us maybe a little bit earlier on in their business, I think that is one of the most valuable things and one of the things that they appreciate the most because it does make decision-making a lot easier as a business owner. I absolutely love this, you guys, because that's something Carmen and I, we actually did this. This was like
0: one of the very first things we did when we even started talking about working together is we did a values exercise. So we each did our own, you know, she did her values exercise. I did mine. And then we brought them together and compared them and then we did it for our business. And that's really the foundation of how we've built our business. And we have our clients go through and identify their values. And it's interesting to see how many women they've never done it before, or they've just never applied it, you know, into their business. And it really is that idea of let's build the business to support our life. It should be the, it should be the standard. And, but I don't think that it is. I think it's, it's almost like a revolutionary
2: concept for many. I totally agree with you. And one of my favorite questions to ask people is outside of your client success and outside of the revenue of your business, how do you define a successful business? What is that definition for you? Because it's going to be very different than the person next to you. And there are times that I just get that deer in the headlight look of like, well, I have a business. The whole purpose is revenue. And so to, yeah, really to be able to tap into a different way of looking at that. And I don't think everybody has thought of it this way.
1: No. And that's why it's great to have people, you know, we love having conversations like this to bring this to the forefront because you can build anything you want. And when you think about that, it could either be overwhelming or it can be super exhilarating because honestly, it can be anything, just like you guys are talking about your top values are travel for each of you. You have it in your top values. So knowing that you want to be able to travel and creating the business that allows you to do that, that just feeds your whole entire life. And that's how it should be. And I think a lot of times, as Deidre mentioned, either women haven't done this at all, or they don't. No one has told them or let them in on the secret that you get to decide what matters most to you. And then you get to craft the business that helps you, you know, that supports your dreams, your goals, and your values. And so I love that you guys are values driven. And I knew that already just from speaking with Shannon before, but it's so liberating to be able to bring these topics out into the world and know that some people who are listening to this are like, Oh my gosh, there's another way to do business.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of ways to do business. <laughs> I support the joy. <laughs> way. <laughs> I support the joy field way. Well, one of the things that we, we do, and, and you all may find this uh, super fun is we actually built um, a retreat around just this piece. It's called our joy money retreat. And We have a lot of fun. We offer this once a year in October in Vermont. Uh, So we've got one coming up. And I've been doing my own values work again, right? We get to teach and live what we do all the time. Hopefully, we're doing that. Um, But we've got people coming in, and we're so excited because when you can go away, right, you can go away for four or five days, and you can put your mom duties aside or your, you know, everything that could be a distraction of you actually Uh, tweaking your business model to support your highest values. Um, There's some real magic that happens there. So we're going to be deep diving with people um, in October in Vermont into that joy money retreat and their values and seeing what is above the joy line, what is below the joy line and what are they going to do about it It becomes the essential question at the end.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to ask you guys what the best way for people to connect with you. And so You've got the retreat, you've got the quiz. How would you want to direct people to learning more about your company and the whole joy joy of business way of doing business?
2: So if you check out our website, joyfulbusinessrevolution.com, um, that is one of the easiest ways, obviously. And you'll also find the quiz there. You'll find the link to the retreat and everything along those lines. Um, and just feel free to reach out to us there. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Facebook. Amy Hager, M. Shannon Hernandez. We very much so appreciate a Facebook DM and a friendly hello anytime. But those are the two best ways. And if you want to reach out to me directly via email, if you're an email person, amy at joyfulbusinessrevolution.com. And it's Amy A-M-Y. Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: All right, ladies. So as we sign off here, this has been an amazing conversation. It's been an important conversation. We appreciate both of you so very much. And this has been so much fun. Um, do you have any last
3: thoughts or ideas before we sign off? My, As a marketing strategist, my final thought, which I love to leave everyone in, with, is if your business is feeling non-joyful, we have to look at a couple of things. One is your messaging landing, because we've all been there, right, ladies, where your message don't land nothing's moving along. (laughs) It's just not (laughs) fun. (laughs) So how's your messaging? Um, Are you delivering your message in your content personality? And are you um, even aware of what your top lifestyle values are and does your business match those? So those would be three things I'd say, write down, do a meditation, do some journaling around them and see what you discover.
1: Amy, what about you?
3: I was just going to say the lifestyle values and being able to
2: really think through that will be super duper key. And no matter where you're at in your business right now, whether you've been in business for years, you're just getting started out, you know, I do really feel like you can take that pause, reflect and and adjust. You know, we're, we did not build businesses in stone. And so hopefully you can feel the flexibility and flow to really change and do business differently and to find those moments of joy so that they build up into days of joys and week of joy and month of joy. So it's it's one step at a time.
1: Fantastic message. Thank you both so much for being here. We can't wait to bring this episode out into the world and have everyone listen to the fabulous information that you've shared. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends.
1: Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values. And we need your help to spread the word.